What is up, EOS community? Welcome everyone to the EOS Fireside Chat episode number 66. Can you believe it? Today is March 8th, 2023, and we've got a big show for everyone today. Of course, March 8th is International Women's Day, so Happy International Women's Day to all of the women in blockchain and EOS, and especially those joining us today on Discord. We hope to hear from you soon. We've also got a special guest with Sebastian from WordProof joining us today, coming here to give us some updates on his project. We have Liam as well as a special guest coming back from his adventure at ETH Denver, going to talk to us about how that went. Last week, we had the big Missari report that was released. We'll be touching upon that. We've got tons of great Pomelo updates, of course, as season five is in full swing. We've got a new article about embracing open source and transparency on the ENF blog. We've got a new DeFi box balance protocol listing of EOS and staked EOS. What does that mean? We'll get into that. Sub-zero. And we've got EOS Respect election results. We've got a, the third EOS Community Poker Tournament date that has been announced, March 26th. Mark it on your calendar. We've got a node operator roundtable report from EOS support and a new segment on the firesides, an off-topic segment at the end of the show. We've also, of course, got, you know, open mic for anyone who wants to share some updates. We've got community questions submitted through the Google form. And then we'll also have kind of a topic of the week tech, Bitcoin, crypto, economics, who knows. Uh, this week we'll be talking about Bitcoin ordinals. I'm getting pretty hyped about them. So wondering if any of you are as well. But before we get into all of those great topics, let me tell you exactly what EOS is all about. EOS is a layer one smart contract platform that is governed by its community and the only crypto network that had its foundation emerge organically from within the community years after the launch of the network. Last year, the EOS Network Foundation hit the ground running and established some much-needed funding mechanisms for the community. Finally, long-time builders in the EOS ecosystem had access to funds to build the EOS projects they loved through a variety of funded initiatives, such as the EOS Recognition Grants, Pomelo Crowdfunding Platform for Public Goods, the Direct Grant Framework for Open Source Development, the Eden Community's Consensus Building Process. All of these EOS EOS all of these EOS funding opportunities are still available today, except the recognition grants. So whether you're new to the community or have been with us with, for years, we encourage crypto builders of all kinds, from content creators to developers, to take a look at the hashtag new EOS and find out how they can get funded while adding value to our great EOS ecosystem. Some solutions that were recommended uh, on top of these this funding mechanism, there's also been a bunch of great solutions that have been implemented in the last year, such as Recover Plus and Yield Plus, some, some programs that boost returns for DeFi, as well as protecting various qualifying DeFi protocols. Of course, another big accomplishment last night was the successful forking of the EOSIO code base to the now community-controlled Antelope code base, the Antelope Coalition, composed of EOS, Wax, UX, Telos was also established and are now working together on protocol development and enabling new synergies such as instant finality and inter-blockchain communication between all Antelope chains. 
case it wasn't crystal clear yet, EOS is in the midst of an epic narrative reversal. And the new EOS has the potential to become one of the most legendary crypto redemption arc stories of our generation. My name is Stefan, I'm one of the co-founders of EOS Nation. I really enjoy doing these intros and I'm honored to be your host for today. Thanks for joining everyone on Discord. Thanks for tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever it is. If you're live or watching the replay, we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you being part of the EOS community. And we encourage you to join us live on Discord for these shows. You can jump in at any time, share your thoughts, share your comments, share your questions. We love to hear it. Got a bunch of great guests uh, lined up for you today. But even if you're not jumping on the mic, you can still spam those emojis, share those memes in the uh, in the voice chat, and uh, help Dave make this show as visually interesting as possible for our friends on uh, YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all of that. All right, so let's get into it. International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day to everyone here. Let's see, who do we have in the chat? I'm probably going to... Probably going to miss some people, but here quickly, we've got Catherine in the chat. We've got Yana, Julie. Who else here? I'm going to miss some for sure. We got Patty. We've got Shramona. We've got Veronica. Hope, hope all of our EOS women had a good day today. Um, if you're a collector of our EOS community NFTs, we actually did a fun little airdrop to commemorate the International Women's Day today. So check your NFT accounts, see if you were the lucky recipients of one of 100 Wonder Patty NFTs. I've been looking for some on the market. None have been posted up yet on the market. Let me share uh, the tweet here from this morning from the ENF. Let me share an image of the Wonder Patty leading the charge um, in terms of marketing over at the ENF. Uh, so we had fun uh, making a, a nice Wonder Woman cartoon version of her. Uh, she was nice along to nice enough to play along with us, so uh, we appreciate it. Um, is she with us right now? Yeah, I think she is. Uh, Patty, did you want to come on the air and say say a little something for, for Women's Day? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, Patty. Welcome to the fireside. Thank you. Thank you for having me and happy International Women's Day. And so uh, thank you for, for the wonder, Patty. I got a, a good uh, laugh and I hope everyone uh, got a good laugh um, uh, seeing myself in a cape like that. But thank you for that. Um, and so, yes, I think for today, I mean, for, for me, uh, this year, Women's International Day, um, the theme is women supporting women. and so. Uh, I think uh, for me, reflecting on all the women that supported me throughout my life and molded me. Um, so as a first generation American from parents that are rooted from Central America, um, it, uh, it, you know, just a moment to reflect on my journey and how I started my career and my path and how I got to, to this wonderful place, the enough and in, in the work that we're doing here. Um, so it, it's been a, a, a great day uh, to do that and to, to um, reflect on what's important. And, and, uh, and really, I think um, as a woman in Web3, in technology, a mom, a colleague, a friend, and 
uh, everything else. I'm just very thankful uh, for the opportunities that I've had in my journey. And, um, and I think it's important to acknowledge that today. And, and uh, also thank um, the community for uh, acknowledging it. Um, and, uh, and, and that was uh, all I wanted to say is, you know, happy International Women's Day. And uh, thank you for all the wonderful women that are part of this community. Shout out to Shramona, our designer who actually designed the Wonder Patty. So very much in line with the theme, women supporting women. I like it. Um, let's hear from other women in the chat. I see a couple of them posting here in the tax chat. Would love uh, for some of you to jump on the mic real quick and just say, uh, say hi to the community. I know Yana's mic is working. We tested it earlier in the day. Yana, you may have to step in here and because I'm just going to wait until someone does. I have to jump in. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for the shout out. Uh, thank you for, for uh, in behalf of everyone who is not speaking right now. Um, uh, yeah, super amazing uh, to, to be able to. Um, to be here kind of to work and, and have, kind of work and have fun. <laughs> I enjoyed a lot uh, being around in the community and uh, trying to do my best. And uh, I, I saw a message uh, today uh, shouting, someone shouting out to, to, to uh, a woman in, in one of our posts. And he said, I, I would uh, vote for her even on People's Day. It's not important if it's Women's Day or not. Uh, yeah, it's important that we, uh, yeah, think forward, as we as we say in ears. Love it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Thanks for thanks for jumping on and saying hi. Um, if you received a wonder patty and you want to send it, pay it forward and maybe send it to uh, one of our wonderful women in the EOS community, I would encourage you to do that, or put it up on the market. I need to buy some and I need to send some to some of the women I work with in the EOS community. So check your accounts, put up on, put them up on the market, share the link in here on the fireside. And, uh, you know, you've got at least one buyer lined up for, for these NFTs. All right. Anyone else want to jump in here on the mic and say a little something? Maybe. Brandon wants to say a little something. Hi, Steph. Hey, is that Shimona? Hey. Yes. Uh, thanks for the shout out and hope everyone likes the Patty NFTs. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for jumping on, saying hi. And, uh, yeah, thanks for all the great designs you've done so far with uh, this series of EOS hotshots where we convert our, some of our favorite EOS community members into some fun avatars that people can collect. And uh, who knows what you'll be able to do with these uh, later on in the year. You never know. Hold them, win some more, trade them in for things. Who knows how this going to play out? But uh, we, have, yeah. Yeah, we have fun with the collection and... Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining the firesides as a, a regularly from when I see you in here often. So that's great. Yep, my pleasure. Thanks, right. Steph. Round of applause for Ramona. Thanks for stepping on today. 
Yeah, I'll say a few words. Can you hear me all right? Yes. Welcome, Brandon. Cool. This is love, Brandon. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we just uh, put out a blog post today. I'll drop it in the chat there. Check it out. Um, those are the women of the ENF uh, or their likeness as generated through MidJourney. Um, I learned a lot, um, I must say, writing this in collaboration with uh, the women of the ENF and... Um, one of the interesting fun facts that I didn't know is that um, I'm going to mess her name up. It's an Israeli name I'm not too super familiar with, but uh, um, where is it? Oh, no. Lost my way. Um, yeah, it is uh, Shafi Goldwasser, who I didn't know is a Turing Award winner and a co-inventor of Zero Knowledge Proof. So that's pretty wild um, in terms of like legendary women that have left their mark in Web3. Uh, we highlighted some of the other people in the space. And um, yeah, it's been, it was a it was fun, fun one to put together. And uh, it was great to hear everyone's stories that works at the, at the ENF, all the, all the women. Um, Val, are you in the house? I'm here. I'd like to pass the mic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'll I'll try. I'm a little shy, you guys, so that's why you probably rarely hear me speak. Um, but I I do want to really just kind of do a quick shout out. Um, you know on this day as inter international women's day but it's not just today right it's like the whole month we're also celebrating international women's history month um there's been so much i would say love and support pouring out and you know it's it, and i want to also be inclusive in saying it's not just to recognize women but also those who are uh who identify right as as female and also those who are allies of a cause and Brandon is a perfect example of somebody who has been more than just very you know um, open and welcoming to to um, learn and listen and and work and collaborate together on this project so that's that's really awesome and thank you Brandon just want to say that um, because this piece is really amazing you have really put in so much into it and and have done a lot of um, due diligence and and um, research and background work to to make sure you know you you do us justice if you will um and that, that was yeah that was really it i just want to say that um i i've been in tech for i would say over 20 years i, I can't believe it's been that long and um there's always this sort of ongoing um uh, stereotype if you will you know as a woman but also as a woman of color to to be in in the different the various industries and in technology um oftentimes i'm the only woman in the room uh, and whenever I see another woman, I'm like, hey, yay, there's more than one now. Um, so uh, I can see, at, especially at the EOS Network Foundation and with how much, um, I would say, uh, the amount of amazing talent and skill sets, especially not just at, at the, the foundation level, but uh, the females, the female staff at the, at the foundation is, has been so inspiring and just really um what a great feeling you know to to be part of that uh because we are all so very passionate people in 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 pushing up this cause so 
I just want to share that and I will go back on mute. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. <laughs> Good one. Took me a while to find that. Um, all right. Anyone else here uh, from the crowd? Maybe um, you want to give a shout out to uh, a woman on your team that works in the EOS space. Doesn't have to be live here with us. Uh, feel free to feel free to jump on. Give some shout outs. I want to hear them. All right, I see Sebastian doing some shout outs in the chat. Grab your mics, Sebastian. Shout out live with us. Ready? Hey, here we go. Yeah. Our CEO is a, a woman and she's called Marluz Pomp and she's an incredible woman. So a crazy big shout out to her. Ooh. There we go. We got a shout out to Nanny from Challenge Dak. Mara on Team Grayma is doing amazing work with them. Hey, I want to use this opportunity. Hey, it's Martin. I want to shout out my whole China team, Asia team, uh, Tian in Korea, uh, Lena, Davina, and Aria. So yeah, I hope they 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 might be sleeping right now, but I know they listen to this fireside chat the day after. So yeah, shout out to them. Also shout out BB, shout out BB from the ENF. And yeah, who else? Who's next? Uh, hey guys, I'll take the opportunity to shout out Vero, uh, who I got the chance to work with and I brought into the team. She, I'm super proud of her progress and his uh, everlasting energy in the ES community. So huge shout out to her. Uh, if you're involved in any project, <laughs> you probably noticed Vero uh, posting and uh, helping us promote our own projects. So kudos to you, Vero, and uh, keep keep on rocking. Absolutely, Veronica, one of the top tier EOS community members, been here a long time as well. Shout out to Raquel and Gabrielle on the effect team from DJ Strikenova. Veronica, if your mic is working, we'd love to just uh, hear from you. Say hi, say thanks. Don't be shy. Vero tends to shy away from conversation in English because although she has excellent English, written English, she prefers speaking Spanish. So, ¿por qué no dices en español, Vero? También, también se puede. Todos. ¿Me escuchan? Hello. Hi. Hey. Bueno, Mr. Hernán, si me puede traducir, sería genial, por favor. Yes, yes, I'll, I'll translate. Bueno, primero que nada a todos, muchas gracias por sus felicitaciones el día de hoy. Estoy en la calle. <laughs> Disculpe si se escucha raro. Thanks everyone for your congratulations. I'm on the street. Este, quiero de verdad agradecer todas las cosas que me han enseñado aquí adentro de la comunidad EOS. 
este, he aprendido a ser mucho mejor, tanto como persona o como mujer. I want to thank you, everyone, for everything I've learned here in the ES community. Uh, I've become much better, as um, uh, learned a lot, and become much better as a woman. Y he aprendido en realidad que todos los días eh, podemos ser más grandes y mucho mejor personas, especialmente todas las personas que han confiado en mí para llegar a donde estoy. And I've learned that we can always work towards be becoming uh, better and, and bigger and achieving more uh, together. And uh, um, that's what has got me to where I am now. Así que, bueno, mi invitación el día de hoy, que el día de la, del Día de la Mujer no es solamente hoy, sino todos los días, y que siempre podemos ser más empoderadas que nunca. Así que gracias a todos, feliz día a las mujeres, y bueno, disfrutemos de nuestro Fairside Chat. So uh, let's make every day of the year a Women's Day, not only today, and uh, know that all, all women together can achieve great things. So yeah, let's keep enjoying our fireside chat. Thanks, Vero. <laughs> we, we love hearing you. Okay, it's me again. Here's Martin. I want to shout out Catherine, who's helping the Pomelo team on writing a lot of cool copy. And uh, the wiki for Pomelo she wrote, she does a lot of social posts, all the newsletters that you're getting, that's all Catherine. Shout out. Willow, come on air, do your shout out on air. I, I know I know your mic works. I've heard you before. Yeah, I hope I'm coming in uh, okay. Yeah, okay enough. All right. So I want to do uh, say a quick shout out to uh, G Martin. She uh, she's been she's been part of the EOS community for for some time now and she's uh, with me. At EOS Nigeria. So, uh, a big shout out to you, uh, Jim Martin. Thanks for your contribution towards EOS uh, Ecosystem Group. All right. That was wonderful. Thanks, everyone, for jumping on the mic, shouting out all the wonderful women that work uh, with us in the EOS community. Shout out to them. Joshua, giving a shout out to the moms and grandmas of everyone working on Web3 and the Antelope ecosystem. <laughs> and I think that's a good way to wrap up this segment with the ultimate shout out <laughs> to all the moms and grandmas that made all of us possible. I love it. Um, feel free to drop some more shout outs in the chat during the show if you think of them. I'll make sure to read them out as well. Reminder to congratulate your mom. That's right. That's a fun. That's a fun one that I learned about this year, actually. Okay, cool. So moving on uh, to some another special guest. I'd like to invite Sebastian from WordProof to come say hi to the EOS community. I feel like um, 
I heard a lot about Sebastian at the start of the launch of the network. WordProof was one of the first apps that I remember anyways, really leveraging the EOS blockchain. Um, and then, and then I feel like Sebastian got so busy with his company that absolutely blew up. At one point I was wondering like, Hey, are they still even hashing to EOS? Yes, of course they are. And so I'm very happy to welcome Sebastian to the fireside. Hey everyone. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Yeah, and um, yeah, we're absolutely almost every transaction we do is on EOS today. Over five million uh, articles from newspapers, web shops, or everything in between are timestamped on the EOS blockchain uh, from over two thousand websites. That's awesome! Amazing stats. And uh, yeah, lots of familiar faces and names here. As I uh, mentioned in shoutouts, Rochelle from Effect AI. I see Zach, I see Mel, Brandon, Lenny, Liam, Barry, Hernan, and many more. Uh, yeah, great to see you all. Here you are today. And uh, yeah, as I said, our CEO, Marloes Pomp, is a woman. Uh, one of our advisors, Annemieke Dierkes, is a woman. One of our investors, Marike van der Racht, is a woman. And uh, I, indeed, diversity is a strength. And uh, let's make every day Women's Day. I fully agree. All right, great. So tell us a bit about what you've been doing recently, Sebastian. Yeah, for sure. So um, um, let's see. A uh, quick introduction. Um, or sh shall I do an introduction in the project, or shall we dive into the news right away? Let's let's do a thirty second intro and then dive into the big news. Yeah, perfect. Of course. So Sebastian, working with open source software for over fifteen years, um, we uh, were part of EOS from before the launch of the mainnet. Uh, we won a prize from the European Commission, 1 million euros in its uh, blockchains for social good competition. Uh, we have investors from the search engine optimization sp uh, space. So you have the Yoast SEO. It's yeah, If you work with WordPress, you've heard of it. It runs on 14 million websites. And uh, yeah, the people who founded that, they're investors in the project. And uh, what we do is what Blockchain was invented for 30 years back. Blockchain was invented to prove that you didn't tamper information. Uh, it was invented by Scott Sternetta and Stuart Haber. And uh, yeah, what we do is timestamping information that matters. Could be news, government information, uh, terms and conditions, could be anything. And we do that mainly on EOS. And uh, yeah, because it's almost the only blockchain that's as fast as it is, it's super affordable. It has the account abstraction. It has the sustainability. Uh, it has the advanced permission management. So we're great, great fans, uh, big fans of the EOS so far. And it's uh, a quick introduction. All right, cool, excellent. Now let's get into the juicy news. Yeah, for sure. And everyone, everyone in the chat, uh, if you have questions, uh, please let us know. What we have been working on, we are part of the WordPress ecosystem. That's how we launched with a WordPress plugin four years back. And um, 
what the news last year was is that we were integrated in the Yoast SEO plugin. So in less than 30 seconds, you were able to start timestamping from your WordPress dashboard without installing any other plugin than the Yoast plugin, which runs on a few percentage of all websites on the internet. And soon we will roll out to other platforms. So um, the WordPress plugin is there. We've been working on a Shopify plugin. And the only thing we're uh, still discussing with Shopify is the listing, but it's finished. We have a Wix plugin uh, that's finished as well. We're discussing listing with them. but um, And we're working on a Squarespace plugin. And we're already available on the Drupal plugin. If those integrations are live, we will be... Uh, but it, it's possible to start timestamping on EOS from about 80% of all the websites on the internet with a content management system. Is that impressive or not? That is incredibly impressive. Uh, absolutely. You're a, you're, a, you're a legend, in my opinion, for, for having we were, pulled this, this off. Is only possible because the features that EOS has. It is the half-second block time, uh, the block time that makes for news every second counts. So uh, you you need a platform like EOS to be able to protect information real time. So um, yeah, it's we are very grateful to every effort in the uh, Antelope and EOS community and ecosystem because only because. Yeah, it's it's such an ever-developing ecosystem. We're able to do the work that we do. And actually, to prove the use case of blockchain, to prove what blockchain was invented for, only now, only in these recent years, uh, yeah, we, we are leveraging the potential of this technology, involving search engines, involving governments. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're very grateful to everyone involved. Another round of applause. That's absolutely great. Uh, yeah, any if you guys have any questions, of course, feel free to write them out in the chat. Join us on uh, on the stage anytime as well. Yeah, and uh, one other part of news: it's it's it, performance always sounds boring, but what we see and. Um, do, especially in Europe, we're very visible regarding the topics provenance and, and trust. So, uh, for example, uh, and by the end of January, I was invited by the national police, by the police of the Netherlands, to be part of a conference regarding provenance and trust and AI and the problem spaces there. And they're really looking at parties like WordProof and technologies like blockchain to bring solutions for trust on the internet and to fight fake news, to fight fraud. So what we are seeing, not only in the Netherlands, but really in Europe, is that open source software and blockchain and provenance technologies are being taken very serious. So the, the, the news here is that there's momentum. There's really momentum. The internet is on fire. Trust is at an all-time low. Uh, there's a lot of people who are very uh, afraid of the effects of AI and whatever. Governments see what we are doing in the blockchain ecosystem as a potential solution to the problem spaces on the internet. And and the news is that, yeah, governance, governments see us, uh, especially in Europe. So uh, that's another part of news.
That's very, uh, very exciting. Thanks for sharing. Definitely um, good to see that, you know, all sorts of parties from individuals to governments to corporations are seeing the potential use case here. And I think, you know, timestamping data provenance, uh, that is one of the lowest hanging fruits for blockchain that can be adopted widely. And it's really awesome to see you and your, your great team at WordProof leading the charge uh, in that space and, uh, you know, getting people to hash their content uh, on our blockchain. Absolutely great. Yeah. And, um, and, and then other thing that's playing, I'm not sure if everyone knows we, uh, I run a podcast and it's called the trusted web podcast. And, um, the last two guests I had were, uh, the inventor of blockchain, one of the two inventors of blockchain, uh, uh Scott Cernetta, and he was a guest and he was really, uh, because yeah, without telling everything that's in there, I'm, and he, he's following our work. Uh, oh, I see all the links there. Uh, yeah, that's the link of the podcast. Thanks for sharing. Um, blockchain was really invented for yeah, making sure that there hasn't been tampered with information. And I asked him actually for advice uh, on how to get timestamps adopted. He said, uh, yeah, I, I won't tell everything. Please listen to that podcast. But it's, it's really impressive to uh, see how the thoughts or, or how the things that that we are thinking of in the Trusted Web and in WordProof are really aligning with the vision of uh, what Scott Cernetta shared in that podcast. So he, he, he is an inventor, but he really invented it not from a technology perspective, but really from a society perspective. Why society needs uh, to be able to uh, verify information that matters. So yeah, I would absolutely recommend to listen to that one with uh, Scott Cernetta. And secondly, um, I'm not sure who has heard of the Adobe initiative. Adobe, together with uh, Twitter and the New York Times, launched an, in an initiative, and it's called the Content Authenticity Initiative. Uh, more than 700 uh, parties are working together to do digital provenance for information. And uh, uh, I did an interview with the, uh, the founder of that initiative, Andy Parsons. Uh, that interview, I'll share the link in a bit in the chat. Um, we're more and more working together with parties that are doing provenance, probably parties without uh, without, without using blockchain, uh, but for example, they are using to, they are working together with Nikon to make sure that there's kind of timestamp made in a camera, um, and we're actively uh, discussing with them how we can collaborate. What you can get then is a full chain of provenance. For example, there's a camera. Uh, the camera makes a picture. There's kind of a timestamp in the camera. Then it goes to Photoshop. Uh, there will be a timestamp in Photoshop. Then it will be published on the internet. And there's a whole chain of information. The whole chain of information can be transparent and accountable. And we're really eager to work with parties like Adobe. And that's one of the things we discuss in the second podcast. Wonderful. I'm sure these types of timestamps are going to make them their way into NFTs soon enough to, again, you know, authentify, uh, to bring more authenticity to, uh, to all sorts of digital art products. 
Very cool. Very exciting that you guys are working and talking with, you know, the biggest names in the industry. Uh, always, it always blows me away thinking back to how you got started, you know, with, uh, before EOS launched, like you said earlier on in your intro. Very cool. Um, yeah. And what are, uh, what are other things? Because one of the things for times for the, the NFT thing you said is super interesting. What we now we do hashing, but I really see NFTs as the future of timestamps because in an NFT you can truly every piece of content that matters, whether it's terms and conditions or a product page or whatever, uh, should be an NFT because that NFT can truly represent the history of the information, but also the accountability. Who was the center of information? And one of the things where working on as prototypes but it, it, it's one of our efforts and big part of the story to investors is that you can do the multi-sig or truly represent how content uh came to life so for example there's a ceo of a company and she writes an opinion piece then the legal department can sign it off, say, okay, legal is fine with it. Communication department can say, hey, it's fine. And only if those three people uh, did their autograph or uh, give their permission, and it can be published on the internet. So through NFTs and multi-signature timestamps, you can truly represent the corporate governance, but then, uh, yeah, on a hard way. So it's uh, or in the hard, the sound way. So it's it's really uh, it, it's so impressive the 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 things that NFTs enable, especially in the work that we do at Wordproof. And one of the things I'm not sure if there are people here who are familiar with search engine optimization and that space. It's a large space, a lot of people working in there. If a piece of content is an NFT. What you can do is tell the search engine a lot about the accountability, about revisions that were there. But also, if you do a redirect or if you sell a piece of content or if you sell a website through NFTs, you can truly reflect the ownership of content. And content really becomes real estate if there's an NFT infrastructure under there so there's a yeah exciting uh future of nfts on the work we do uh with wordproof well very exciting indeed and uh you're very well spoken on the topic it's like it's not the first time you've been talking about these things sebastian it's my hobby it's my hobby <laughs> my work awesome uh all right before uh we let sebastian go anyone uh want to shoot him some questions or share some uh, some thoughts or feedback from the crowd i see zach here left a few comments i don't know if we want to get into that or not zach uh, up to you but uh seems interesting to me i mean i i wasn't gonna bring it up on the voice chat i don't know if it's worth getting into i appreciate the project it doesn't really change the fact of the project but i will say that like I almost wish that that wasn't like brought up at the beginning because I, I feel like I missed most of <laughs> the presentation. I mean, I, I can explain my point if you want, but it doesn't affect the project. I feel like now everyone's getting very <laughs> curious. <laughs> yeah, feel free to bring it up. Sure. I mean, I just um, I thought it was strange. This is the first time I've ever heard anyone claim that Stuart Haber and Scott Stornetta 
invented blockchain and um you know i wrote a bunch of papers on it in university including um one paper that was 25 pages single space so i've done quite a bit of research on the history of blockchain and the you know people that have contributed innovations to get to where we were when you know bitcoin was created which was a convergence of existing technologies they didn't satoshi didn't really do anything uh invent anything new it was it was a combination of existing technologies and i'm sure these guys um are in my research i'd have to go look to be honest i'm rusty been out of school for a while but that was like a foundational i don't know scared me for a minute when i heard that um because i was like wow do i did i really miss that and like looking into into their technology, it seems like they came up with the concept of blocks, um, like taking every document they got in a week and then making a hash of those documents and then a hash of the hashes. And then they publish that in the New York Times every week in an ad to this day mm -hmm. is what this article from CoinGeek that I'm reading says. But I, I guess I wouldn't call that a chain um, unless they publish a hash unless they include the previous week's hash in the current week's hash, if that makes any sense, which maybe they do, and the article just doesn't go into that much detail, in which case this is quite a foundational revelation for me. But um, without that sort of reverse-pointing linked list, as would be the computer science term I'd use to describe it, um, I wouldn't call it a chain. So, I mean, not to be a pedant, but you just, like, caught me off guard. It'd be like if I woke up one day and someone told me, like, 1 plus 1 equals 4, and then they were right. You know what I mean? Yeah, thanks for sharing. Um, what I can say on it, the hard thing with open source technology is that is it is there ever an inventor of open source technology? It's, it's always a community effort. And um, he is often mentioned the inventor of blockchain. I think there are arguments saying yeah that is true or there can be arguments that it's not true uh he's a humble man i would absolutely recommend everyone to uh, listen to that podcast um it's yeah it who invented something is is i guess it's super hard in open source as it's always a community effort what i can say is in the bitcoin white paper there are what is it nine references in the end uh at, at the bottom of it i guess Three of them are uh, white papers or uh, journals from uh, Scott Cernetta and Stuart Haber. So uh, they, they are at the root of the movement as many others are, if that makes sense. 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, yeah, a lot of people got really close. It's pretty interesting. Like David Chom got really close. Wei Dai got really close. Like a lot of people got really close to, I guess, what I would consider a blockchain i would still say that unless they included like the previous week's hash and the next week's batch um i would say that i still think that bitcoin is the first one i mean i guess it's okay if not everybody agrees with me but i don't know that just that got me when you said that and i'm like wait what <laughs> uh, so yeah, i'm looking okay, forward to the yeah. podcast it's an interesting discussion and uh yeah maybe uh yeah it's an interesting discussion and i uh, do you agree on the point that it's hard with open source to say who an inventor of something is. I agree. I agree with that point, but I will also put my vote that Bitcoin was the first blockchain. 
but what do I know? Um, but anyways, I love I, I love this discussion. Love. Uh, we don't need to go too deep into it. You know. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, people have their different opinions. It's great. Zach always brings some interesting points when he speaks up on the fireside. So that's why I like to encourage him uh, to speak up. I learned something new about him posting the hash of hashes in newspapers, you know, every week. That's very cool. I didn't know that. So I'm, I'm glad we talked a bit about that. That was very interesting to me. Uh, and uh, it, it's an interesting episode. So uh, yeah, I will drop it again here. And uh, yeah, was uh, super excited to be part of this episode and uh, International Women's Day. Uh, yeah, we need more uh, women in every part of our lives. So uh, yeah, it's it's great that we uh, had so much attention for the topic. Awesome, and it's great for you to join us. Uh, don't be shy. Come come back soon. Don't wait a couple years uh, like it feels uh, like last time you came uh, came on um, some of these shows. I know we featured you in the hot sauce as well. I think you came on to one of the earlier episodes. The social Anyways, channel, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So whenever you've got some some nice news uh, for WordProof, we'd love uh, we'd love to hear it uh, directly from you uh, on the fireside. Perfect. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow us, of course, WordProof.io on Twitter. My name is Delance, D-A-L-A-N-S. And uh, yeah, I'm always open to chat. So uh, thanks everyone for all the great uh, yeah, work we're doing and uh, uh, the narrative reversal. It's absolutely stunning what we're doing here together with all of us. So uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, embracing the WordProof project and the Trusted Web project. And uh, thanks for having us. All right, thanks a lot, Sebastian, and good luck with everything. True legend indeed. All right, moving on to our next topic, ETH Denver Report with Liam. Liam, are you ready uh, to join me on stage here? Yeah, I sure am. All right. How's it going? It's going good. How uh, how was the how was the trip? How was the travel? Uh, did they lose your bags? Did you make new friends? What happened? They did not lose my bags, which was quite a surprise because I was flying Air Canada, and I've pretty exclusively had only bad experiences with Air Canada. But uh, no, it was actually a surprisingly smooth travel there and back. So uh, yeah, that part was great. Conference was even better. It was a really fun event. It was um, a saying that one of the words that I used to kind of describe it is very camp. Um, had a very strong sort of community energy. Um, felt like a little like summer camp for developers because <laughs> um, they had the hackathon going on adjacent to it. And they were doing a lot of stuff to just make it really fun. They had some mascots walking around, really fun kind of design to it. And um, it was run by a DAO. So um, Spork DAO is the DAO that was running the event, and um, you basically got to go for free by joining the DAO, and, um, and yeah, so it was really strong community kind of energy. Yes, Andrew, there was some music being sung. There was a, a tweet I saw somewhere. Maybe I'll have to try and find it after this. Um, I got it. I got it. Maximum yeah. cringe. This stuff is saved. You know the video. <laughs> I actually did not see that in person, sadly. Um, but uh, yeah, drop the link when you got it. There it is. Um, so 
so that yeah there's some there's some cringe camp vibes <laughs> but it was super fun uh I, I the community is obviously a really big part of that event it was their um uh i think i don't know if it was their fourth year or what, what point they were at in it but it was their first year moving into this new venue just to accommodate all the people um since they started so it's like a three-leveled place and a whole separate building for their zen zone where you could go kind of listen to chill sounds and do meditation um if you wanted to break from the hacking and uh yeah there were sections on pretty much every area of the industry which was really cool to see obviously the usual stuff like GameFi, DeFi, metaverse um but there was also sections specifically for DAOs and um regenerative projects public goods funding um and all that fun stuff so you don't normally see the that i think at some of the more polished bigger events so um yeah it was good to go connect really with a lot of the regens in the space um i went to uh shelling point which was a side event run by the gitcoin community for those who don't know gitcoin is very similar like pomelo but on ethereum um it's a quadratic funds mechanism for funding public goods so we were able to find a lot of common ground there and just talk about how much we love you know positive sum economics um so uh yeah it was cool to see that really strong aspect of the of the community there and the energy was really fun um you could tell that it had some sort of deep ties in the industry um important question here i see um you spotted the firefighter dude wearing the hat at east of i did not spot a firefighter sadly i'm sorry about that um <laughs> yeah joshua shout out to the regens there were more regens at this event than any other event i've been at and i met a couple people who were actually uh familiar with people from the seeds ecosystem seeds community hypha community um so that was really cool too did you talk yas evm a bit uh, of course i did um yeah it was really that that i spent barely went to any talks cuz most of my time was walking around shaking hands and um meeting different uh in different projects and telling As them you about should. EVM. of course As you should. only plebs that actually attend the talks at conferences <laughs> all the talks are recorded anyway so you can go watch them afterwards um spent a lot of time in the gamefi section and um met some cool gamefi projects that were excited to hear about the speed and scalability of our ecosystem and the fact that we're launching an EVM because of course a lot of um games are EVM based uh currently and there was a lot of projects that I talked to that were kind of just like yeah if you have an EVM and it does the metamask thing like we probably come launch so um uh, obviously no promises from that we kind of just have to see what comes of these relationships as we um get to know people and and help people let them know that EOS is alive and well um but it seemed very promising people were excited to hear about us um A lot of people had either not heard of us or were pleasantly surprised to hear that we were still around and kicking and to hear about the comeback of the community really you know bootstrapping things and and running the ecosystem. So um yeah, it was really positive on that note. Um and people were were excited. The people who I would say uh people who knew knew about us previously were excited to hear about where we were at now and um the people who didn't know about us and hadn't heard of us yet were, you know, stoked to hear about a fast performance scalable blockchain that just happens to have an EVM coming and uh it's all about public goods so that's a it was a really great event um 
really great connections and a good chance to sort of get a broader idea of the current industry trends. Um, and uh, yeah, we got a, a full recap video coming out probably over the weekend. Um, so you guys will get to see firsthand kind of what, what, what the floor was like and the, sort of some of the talks and um, my little vlogger interludes. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that wonderful recap. Sounds like you had a good time. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing more conference news from uh, the ENF people over the yeah. next couple of weeks. Yeah, I was going to say on that note, we've got quite a few conferences coming up that we're going to be at. Um, and uh, we did actually put out a tweet last week uh, with a list of them. I'm going to pull it up so I make sure I'm uh, announcing all the ones that have been announced. Um, we've got uh, ETH Denver, we just did, and then we've got Paris Blockchain Week coming up the 20th to 24th. We've got the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, 20th to 24th. You see Blockchain Summit on the 21st in Washington, D.C. And then, very topical, the International Women of Blockchain Conference on the 22nd to the 24th. So. Just a month packed with conferences, um, helping to spread the word about EOS, and uh, yeah, it's it's working. The network effects are definitely sinking in, and people are people are talking about us in a good way. So it's pretty exciting. So that, that there's one other conference too, but it doesn't have an English name. Uh, that BB uh, will be attending, I believe it's tomorrow or the next day. It's a two-day event, I believe. I just don't have the name. I'll share a link in the text chat if anyone's in Shenzhen. All right, while we're talking about Chinese EOS community events, might as well uh, give a little shout out to, to BB from the ENF uh, for organizing the Chinese Fireside now. They've had two of these already uh, on Discord in the last month. Next one, uh, next week, they're trying it out on uh, Telegram. And so it's great to see uh, the Chinese community kind of having uh, their own version of this event at a time that is more appropriate for them instead of the pure middle of the night for them. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, learning a bit more about how those Chinese fireside events uh, play out. Probably going to be looking to give you guys a bit of updates, maybe some of the big topics of discussion that they had, stuff like that. So I'd like to to have these two these two fireside events kind of communicate about each other, you know, so that the entire global EOS community can have a better picture of what other community members feel in other parts of the world. So shout out to, to BB for uh, for doing that. There we go, Zach sharing the uh, the image there of that upcoming Chinese event. Right, and friendly reminder, the POP token promotion is available right now for those of you currently with us on Discord in this EOS Fireside chat. You can head over to the PopBot channel in Discord, type slash register your EOS account name, and we'll be dropping you a POP token at the end of the show. At the end of the month, you can trade in four of these POP tokens for raffle tickets. 
You can win prizes, you can win EOS, you can win NFTs. Sometimes we even airdrop bonus EOS hotshots to people holding our raffle tickets. We may or may not do that in the future. Who knows exactly? We try to keep it spicy and um, unexpected. But the more you interact with these promotions, you know, the more you have chances of collecting fun EOS memorabilia NFTs. There we go. We got Lovejoy sharing our uh, second EOS hotshot, the baby bunny, in honor of the year of the bunny for the Lunar New Year in uh, China for this year. When, ra- when February raffle ticket? Great question, Tony. Uh, soon. Hashtag soon. It'll definitely be uh, mintable by the time by this time next week. And so it doesn't matter the order in which you, you mint it. So as long as you've got it minted in your account before the first fireside of the new month, that's when the draws happen. All right, Lovejoy sharing a market link. What are you sharing? Oh, for Baby Bunny. Yeah, there's a couple uh, Baby Bunnies up for grabs out there. Mint number one, 15 EOS. Oh, that is tempting. That is very tempting. That's a nicely priced number one mint. P-P-B-D-Y-O dot for the win. Very tempting, 15 EOS for number one mint. do we have any Wonder Patties up on the market yet? I still need to buy some. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Still still none available. Probably going to take a few days for people to realize they have this beauty. Put them up. Put some up. I'm sure there's going to be some buyers. All right. What else are we talking about today? Oh, yes. The Misari Report. Big report dropped last week. For those of you who don't know, Masari is one of the leaders in these types of reports for the entire crypto space. Um, you know, when we're when we're out there in the crypto streets on social media, telling people how much we think EOS is awesome for all of these reasons, it's clear that we're EOS fanboys. And personally, whenever I see a fanboy of a particular crypto currency telling me how their currency is the greatest, you know, you're kind of skeptical. You're like, yeah, you're a fanboy. Yeah, you're pumping your own bags, right? But Masari, they're not pumping their own bags. They're just going in, looking at the data and extracting it and making sense of it in a neutral way. So this is, you know, legit research. I used to actually have a paid subscription to Masari back in 2017 when I'm when I was coming up in the crypto streets and when I was wanting to learn about everything I could uh, blockchain I was reading their their paid reports and they're really good this one is a free report so you don't need a paid account to read it which is great because that means this report will be available to a lot of people so definitely this is a great source of information to share with people like oh there's a narrative reversal. Oh yeah, what you, you you claim EOS is on an upswing these days in terms of these metrics, but where's the proof? The proof is in this report. So if you go, if you scroll down to about halfway through, it talks about network at- activity. You know, it says that since 2021, daily transactions have fallen. Of course, it's been a bear market. I don't think that's unique to uh, to EOS, but some nice numbers is that since October 2022, so about what, six months ago or so, you know, daily transactions have increased 218%, 
which is nice to see. Uh, although the amount of active addresses has decreased 25%, leading you know them to indicate that this is a, indicates a rise in power users or potentially GameFi users, which I think would uh, explain these numbers where you've got you know some users making a lot of transactions because they're getting on there on Uplan, on Prospectors, on whatever game they play, getting on there all day, every day, putting in those uh, you know power user transactions. And there we go. Uh, Zach sharing some news about ENF partnerships to boost network growth in 2023. What is this article? I'm not sure. Did I, did I miss a key piece of news in the ecosystem? Oh, it kind of recaps a lot of the big partnerships that happened. Binance, USDT, Binance Learn and Earn. Yeah, good stuff. Binance, ELC, AMA. It was a nice, was a nice summary. Because uh, yeah. usually all that stuff comes out in bits and bytes. We'll talk about Binance one week, then Masari another week. But to put it all together, I thought it was a really good piece. And the timing actually worked out perfect because uh, of when Masari published. I actually I wasn't expecting the Masari report to be ready until maybe this week or next week. So it was great to uh, have it come out uh, when it did last Friday. Um, I think Liam even mentioned uh, that when he was in Denver, but some of the people, like, when he brought up EOS, they're like, oh, I just saw the Masari report about it today. So, yeah, a lot, really good distribution. They have an email list of 150,000, so it got blasted out to them. It's available in Bloomberg terminals now um, and through all their uh, third-party distribution partners. Uh, and on top of uh, this report, so this is more like an intro to EOS. And then every quarter moving forward, starting uh, covering Q2, which we're currently in, uh, at the end of Q2, so sometime in July, uh, they'll be publishing the State of EOS report for Q2. And then they'll be publishing those reports in perpetuity every quarter uh, for the foreseeable future. For all of eternity. And I guess what's going to be nice about those reports, now we'll have a baseline to compare quarter over quarter. So I imagine... Oh. The cool thing about Masari, so it's not really indicated in this particular report, but it will be indicated in the quarterly reports. They're collecting some serious on-chain data. So uh, I guess shout out to the Nation team and Denny in particular for writing a bunch of custom scripts and databases to scrape uh, on-chain data. Uh, because one of uh, uh, Masari's requirements was they wanted like the last two years of blockchain data, like a lot of um, data that you can even see on a block explorer in real time doesn't necessarily have like um, an easy way to access like the time lapse version. Like I could look at uh, the chain today and maybe um, see how many wallets interacted with the chain today. But if I wanted to go back and look at how many people like bought it, did some actions on chain like a year ago, it'd be it'd be difficult uh, without some custom work being done. I'm not sure all of the magic tools that he used, but I just wanted to shout out Denny because uh, a lot of the data uh, that Masari now has access to, uh, they'll begin reporting on it. And as you said, showing our progress, we could look at the Masari reports kind of like report cards, uh, because as the NF, we publish uh, our quarterly reports. Uh, we, we do a number of other things, as uh, you saw, I guess, last week in the uh, Openness and Transparency uh, blog that Brandon wrote. Um, but this Masari is important because it's a third party and not just any third party. It's like a reputable, trusted third party that um, a lot of OGs in the ecosystem, and institutional investors uh, look to for their information. So 
it'll be good to get those quarterly uh, report cards. And also just getting all of the work uh, that everyone's doing in this ecosystem on a day-to-day basis, uh, getting it out to uh, an even wider audience through Masari. Denis, do you want to nerd out a bit and talk to us about the data that's been being collected from Masari? Yeah, I can give you a, a few uh, inputs. So thank you, Zach, for the shout-outs. Um, there's also another shout-out for uh, Stan for CC3-2D9. Um, he's also provided uh, data to Masari for the historic, like the sort of high-level metrics, like how many accounts, how many transactions, and all that sort of high-level metrics. Um, where, where I was coming in, uh, for the uh, for the analytics was just the the custom things like how many DeFi contracts are there, how many gambling dApps are there, how many centralized exchange and DeFi applications. That's when you get into the specifics, like the specifics of applications, which is quite hard to to do because you really need to know all the applications on the chain. Uh, so we have a a repository of um, tags, like say labels for for these types of projects. Uh, we've been running that with uh, for EOS Detective and Wax Detective um, for the analytics. So we we provide that to Mazari um, to kind of get more rich data on the transaction and contracts, because a lot of the contracts are just account names. But if you don't know what that account name is, you know, is it a DeFi project? Is it a is it a DAP? Uh, it it just makes your data more rich if you have those tags. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having more and more in-depth reports down the road in the future. So I think right now it's it's still macro level uh, at the moment, but it, it will get more and more rich as we sort of build these tools. Yeah, and the big thing with the Masori partnership is really helping us to get ahead of the narrative and to help control it. So what I mean by that is we all know the EVM is going to launch next month. Um, and we also know that daily active users is traditionally one of the metrics that a lot of sites like Dapp Radar or even Masari use. So for one example of getting ahead of the narrative is kind of asking about how to handle uh, EVM accounts, for example, because every daily active EVM account is technically an EOS user, uh, but as far as uh, the native account system, all EVM transactions flow through uh, the EVM contract. So as far as the blockchain is concerned at the base layer, it looks like only one wallet interacting with the chain all through the EVM contract. But realistically, it could be thousands or even millions of users on the EVM. So by kind of getting ahead of it and planning ahead, by the time the quarterly report comes out, it'll be um, reporting on all on-chain data, not just on EOS native. So that helps us get ahead of that. So I'm really happy to uh, see that because we're most likely to see an uptick in usage uh, because of the EVM. Yeah, that's a good point. And then uh, the other thing too for the EVM is, is just yeah, getting ahead of the curve, getting them to know that hey, here, here, here's another smart contract EVM platform. And then that way they can point to the EVM RPC endpoint and use all their EVM analytic tools to extract all of the daily active users on the EVM side on top of the EOS side. So you would have like two chains running, but all contributing to the EOS analytics and users. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty exciting to see um, 
how many users are on EVM relative to how many e users are on EOS mainnet, but it's all on EOS, right? So it's going to be a really interesting statistic. Also, just the outside of the EOS reports, I mean, Masari just does a lot of reports. So they might do a report on DeFi or a report on GameFi. By having analysts at Masari who are intimately knowledgeable of EOS, because now we have like group chats with them, we're sharing information, uh, they'll be able to start reporting on EOS. So I'm sure everyone's seen a charter graph somewhere that had all kinds of data and it was missing EOS. So hopefully we'll see less of that from Masari uh, because of uh, this budding partnership. I have a, a question on that. Uh, so let's say, uh, like, since I'm like working uh, part of the fact that I was wondering, is there like a resource uh, to submit like information? For example, like, this is the smart contract where all the workers, you know, complete the tasks and get rewarded and stuff like that. Is there a good place to like document it? Um, wait, document what exactly? Just trying to understand the question. Uh, so with Effect Network, basically workers like complete tasks and they get paid like an EFX e mm -hmm. amount, and it's all like done in the smart contract. And so uh, you were mentioning that um, with Mazari, they want to track basically activity done on EOS. So I was wondering if there's like a good place for basically uh, DApps themselves to report like what's happening and like what smart contracts are used and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it's done really sort of at a, a high macro level. So there's no like submission of I am this dApp, I'm doing this. So what they look at is they're just looking at contracts. They're looking at the on-chain analytics, like the, the actual transactions, how much authorizers. And they could predict, you know, by just looking at the on-chain activity, they can they know which contracts are being used because when you're reading the blocks and you're analyzing each transaction, you just do a counter, right? You say how many transactions are interacting with this contract or how many transactions are interacting with that contract. And then you can filter out the top contracts that have the most activity. And then they dive a little bit deeper into those. Um, of course, if you're, let's say, a, a top 100 dApp, you might not have the same spotlight as other applications, like let's say like Upland or some of these GameFi applications that have you know, a majority of users and interaction. But they're really looking at the macro statistics and not so much at the one single DAP statistics. So it'd be more looking at an entire industry of all of DeFi or all of GameFi or all of um, you know whatever category. Um, so I don't think that there is any need right now at the moment to kind of submit a DAP specific, but uh, just keep pushing on EOS and Mazari will, will pick it up if you get really popular. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's more macro than say like something like yeah. DAP radar and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, they, they do pull from from DAP radar. So if you if you have a DAP, that would be probably the best place for your for a user application or a DAP application is to submit your application on DAP radar. Make sure the metrics are showing up because those metrics are the same metrics that Mazari will will be pulling from. Gotcha. That's a good point. That's I, I personally use Dapp Radar if I'm trying to find the um smart the the account names essentially for the smart contracts all involved in a single Dapp because a lot of times 
Adapt will use multiple accounts and Dapp Radar typically, as long as it's a user submitted project and not just a project that somehow Dapp Radar picked up on, um, then you could access or you could vision, you could see all the account names under under yeah. the project in Dapp Radar. I've used that numerous times. I think they've actually just removed that because I think they're trying to be proprietary and not give all their data away. So they've actually removed that feature. Because I was also looking for contract names on Dapp Radar recently. And I believe they've removed that feature from a user. So you can't see which contracts are being uh, scraped. So, sad, sad day. I guess, uh, I guess Maybe you need to be a premium user. Maybe you need to be a premium user. I don't know. I don't have a paid account with Dapp Radar. But, uh, yeah, appropriate uh, sound effect. Yeah, private mode. Because I used to scrape that radar, and now I can't. Maybe I have to give them money. But you can. It might cost you like what, ten dollars a week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they they needed to make some uh, some money, which makes sense. But uh, yeah, DAP radar is a good place for DAPs to you know um, you know they have daily active users, they have trading volume, they have transactions, they have balances, they have a lot of. Uh, metrics from each app, uh, application, so that's definitely a go-to place if you want to put uh, have your analytics kind of be uh, shown to everybody. And if your analytics on DAP Radar show really low, well, you're that will tell you what what the chain is telling everybody else, right? So if your you, uh, if your daily active users are low and they should be higher, well, maybe you're doing something that's not uh, you know, you're aggregating your users or or whatnot, but this will be pulled from on-chain analytics. All right, great. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing more details on that. Okay, moving on to some Pomelo Season Five updates. So Pomelo Season Five in full swing right now. Donations are open at pomelo.io, and uh, I'm going to invite uh, Daniel, Pomelo CEO talk to us a bit about uh, how it's going this week for Pomelo. Hey, hey, hey. yeah, we're, we're right in the thick of Pomelo season five. Um, one week into donations being open, one week left to submit your application. If, if you're planning to still submit an application, it's not too late. Uh, applications close on March 15th. Um, and we've still got another couple weeks of donations. Donations close on March 23rd. And yeah, we're pretty we're pretty stoked about the results so far. Um, we just today approved the hundredth uh, application, so we've got a hundred applications there, ready for you to send your donations to. That's right, appropriate horns there. Thank you, Steph. Um, we had about one hundred fifty three in total. Have been one hundred fifty four have been submitted in total. Um, we're still in the process of reviewing some of those, um, some that are in kind of action required. Still have a have a shot of of getting approved. Um, so if yeah, if you've got a grant that's been submitted, not approved yet, don't uh, don't fret. We're we're uh, working through the through the log of of grants, and uh, if there's any any work needed, uh, we'll see, you'll get you should get an email that there's some action required, and we uh, we're always happy to answer any questions in the Pomelo. You can either write here in Discord. We've got a Pomelo channel. You can you can hop in and ask your questions, or if you prefer Telegram, we've got a, a Telegram channel there as well. 
Um, so that's the the latest stats. Uh, I can give. I'll just share a little bit on on how we're doing in terms of donations. Again, we're just a week in. We typically see these increase significantly over time. A lot of people like to, you know, walk the playing field for a while and and uh, place their chips a little strategically towards the end of the of the donation period. Uh, but we so far have 160 unique donors. Um, that have made a total of uh, 1,116 donations, totaling 16, almost 17,000 EOS, a little over $20,000. So we're we're going pretty strong. Uh, The matching pool this season is $170,000. And I still have yet to uh, place my my donations yet, too. I'm going to be putting together my first collection this season. Uh, so something you can look forward to, and uh, and yeah, looking forward to just spreading some love on on Pamela and myself, and and hope the rest of you all join me. All right, excellent. Thank you, uh, Daniel, for that great update. Uh, next up, I'll invite Andrew to share some more Pomelo updates. If uh, if Andrew wants to join me on stage here. Yeah, can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. Great voice as always. Oh, thank you. Uh, so yeah, we sent out a survey to uh, people who participated in season four of Pomelo. We got 50 respondents, uh, 31 in English, 11 in Chinese, and eight in Korean. Um, so uh, it's not a huge sample size, but it does give us a little bit of insight into sort of what people were satisfied with about the last season of Pamela, what improvements they could um, see being made for the, uh, for the next season. Um, if I, uh, looking at our categories of sort of satis- satisfaction, if you will, there's a, it seemed like there are a lot of people who are looking for more functionality out of the NFTs. So we've been discussing that and, and talking about how we can sort of uh, uh, make NFTs or the Pomelo NFT is more useful. Um, so looking through that, we've also, um, we got a little bit of feedback on our collections feature. Um, it seems like uh, there are people utilizing it. And in particular, it seemed like people were, um, found it useful in uh, being able to uh, sort of look through, uh, or I guess vet, uh, uh, vet different grants a little bit better. Um, so lots of great data here. Um, but uh, at the same time, I'm sure there's uh, additional insights that uh, other people who uh, maybe didn't get a chance to fill out the survey might have, um, which we are very open to. We're always trying to take uh, recommendations and suggestions to try and improve the Pomelo platform. Um, let's see if there's anything else exciting to go over in this Uh Looks like a lot of people highlighted an easier claiming process for grand owners. Um, and we've also been uh, discussing that and trying to work through how to uh, how to tune that up. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone's got um, additional thoughts on things that could be improved for the next season of Pomelo or uh, things that they particularly liked about this, uh, this past season, feel free to share. Um, either uh, you could... Uh, you could share here if you like, or you could uh, DM myself or uh, Daniel Keys. We are both uh, very plugged into the Pamela uh, platform. 
Um, and uh, yeah, with that, maybe I'll uh, throw it back to you, Stefan, if you uh, if you'd like to uh, talk about some of the events and stuff that we're doing. Absolutely. And, and so, um, one thing, sorry, I'll just add all, all this information, by the way, we, it will be published in an article very soon. So we've, we've got shout out to Catherine uh, doing an awesome, awesome work, a putting together that survey and, and running it for us and, and summarizing all that data for us. And now uh, putting it into an article that we'll be publishing very soon. So if you're interested in digging deeper into the feedback we've been getting in uh, on Camillo, um, look forward to that article. Uh, and another thing I think worth mentioning on that article in terms of what people are most excited to see in the future for Pomelo is, and something that you should expect to see this season, um, we had a lot of people asking for more incentives for participating in the reporting of grants. Um, so that's something that we experimented with in season four. We uh, It actually led to some action on, on some of the grants that we that we disqualified in season four. The evidence that we got to disqualify them came from people who had came forward with evidence that uh, we that was proof of people making payments to donate to their grants. Um, and so we we found that that experiment was pretty effective, and the community seems to be on the same page that they they see that's valuable. Uh, so you can expect in this season, we will be expanding that. Uh, and it's going to be helpful in particular with our new uh, self-donation rule updates, um, having the, the community helping us, you know, keep a watchful eye on, on that sort of activity. So, yeah, thank you, Andrew, for, for summarizing the, the, uh, the, the survey. And again, thank you, Catherine, for all the work you're doing. Putting, getting that data together for us, writing the articles, and I'll pass it back to you, Steph. Yes, excellent. Great addition there, Daniel. And as always, we like to drop some alpha for our fireside listeners before the official articles come out. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that that teaser. And uh, like Daniel said, the, the, the official article is coming out soon. Um, all right, I'm going to pitch in here for, for Martin uh, real quickly, promote the Pomelo Pip Sessions that uh, he's running this season. So let me share the link here for the Pomelo uh, Pitch Sessions. So those Pitch Sessions, they're happening on Twitter Spaces for the English versions. There's also a Korean version, Chinese version. You can apply for all of those in that one single form. You do need to have an approved grant in order to apply. So once your grant's approved, get in there and um, yeah, apply for uh, Pomelo Season 5 Pitch Session. The first one is going on tomorrow, and then there's going to be also one next week, and I think the week after that. Maybe I'm mistaken. Anyways, there's at least two of them coming up uh, tomorrow and next week. Uh, there's still some spots available for tomorrow. As always, we kind of get more and more applications later on in the season, and then what happens is that the last show, we sometimes don't have room for everyone. So there's still room for tomorrow. Sign up. These rapid-fire pitch sessions, you've got five minutes to uh, explain your grant to the community. If you want to ask questions to the grants, uh, you know, we can do that. Um, that's all happening on the Twitter Spaces platform. We're also adding what we're calling the speed dating pitch sessions for to the fireside this year. So next week, at this time... We're going we're gonna to kick off the show with some Pomelo pitch sessions. Those are extremely fast, 30 seconds for your pitch. You don't need to sign up. 
You just need to have an approved grant show up on Discord next week for the fireside and we'll go, we'll give a chance to everyone who's here to give a 30 second speech and then I will cut you off with some sound effects if you try to hog more time than that. So definitely these pitch, these pitch sessions are, are really important, um, for the community. I know a lot of people like listening to them, uh, the grant owners, I think it's great for them to prepare, really know their pitch, helps them explain their pitch in other scenarios as well. And um, personally, I like to reward grants that show up to these pitch sessions. And what we started doing last year is collect is creating a collection for these pitch sessions. So if you look up on my account, Steph B on Pomelo, you'll see the season four uh, grants that showed up to a pitch sessions. Um, so those can be the pitch sessions in English, uh, Chinese, Korean. If some of you out there, I know last year, uh, other community members also hosted their own pitch sessions. Sometimes it's a last minute thing. Sometimes it's a bit more planned. You know, uh, let us know which grants show up to those pitch sessions as well. We'll add them to our collection. So Martin's going to be the one doing the season five pitch session collection. And so for those of you who want to reward the grant owners that take the time to prepare a nice little speech for the community and they're really putting themselves out there you know, open to questions, all of that. Let's reward those grant owners and we can do that by easily donating to all of those grants through these Pomelo Season 5 Pitch Session collection. Echo, hearing double. Hopefully it's just Valerie. All right, quick little NFT update. Um, last week we did our Pomelo Astronaut airdrop. So for those of you who collected the Season 4 NFTs and got all the way to crafting your Pomelo moon bases, you were able to earn an astronaut token. If you missed that airdrop and you still want to earn some astronaut tokens, there's still some available. So if you blend all six commons of these moon bases into the base camp, you will also earn an additional Pomelo astronaut when you blend that base camp. So that's a way for you to earn some uh, extra Pomelo astronauts at any time. Um, here we go. And then another idea that we've been kicking around in the Pomelo team this week. Um, nothing's, nothing's official yet. You know, don't get too excited for this. But like I mentioned at the top of the show, we're adding a new off-topic uh, segment to the fireside today. Figured we talk Bitcoin ordinals. And uh, Denis's been messing around with some Bitcoin ordinals, trying to understand how how those NFTs, you know, Bitcoin ordinals, those are NFTs on Bitcoin, how that works. He's been having uh, some fun there. And then we've been thinking maybe it'd be nice to do a Bitcoin ordinal mission for our Pomelo astronauts, perhaps select some lucky astronauts, our most elite astronauts, and send them on an epic mission to go explore the Bitcoin ordinal uh, mysterious land that we've been hearing about. So this is a fun little activity for the EOS community that we think we're thinking of organizing. Uh, if if you guys want some, if you guys want to, right? Um, so obviously, uh, you know, in my life personally. I've promoted Bitcoin and blockchain a lot to my friends and family, et cetera. You know, if you ask, if you ask uh, one of my friends, like, what's Steph, what is Stefan all about? 
The top two answers you're likely going to hear is probably he likes Bitcoin and he likes and works with NFTs, which is very accurate. Um, but then if they ask me a third question, like, oh, Steph, do you have a Bitcoin NFT? Right now, I have to say no. And that feels very mm, dishonorable to not be able to say yes to that question. So I've realized this week I need to mint myself some Bitcoin ordinals. I need to have some NFTs on Bitcoin. And then at the same time, we were talking about Pomelo astronauts sending them on a Bitcoin mission, maybe. So yeah, so maybe we'll be sending some uh, some Pomelo astronauts uh, to the Bitcoin ordinal uh, metaverse, see what happens. So basically, I figured, you know, obviously, all of us here are fans of blockchain. Most of us here, I assume, are fans of Pomelo. We're all fans of EOS. I assume a majority are also fans of Bitcoin. So if you like all of those things and you've been kind of hearing about ordinals, you're like, ah, should I get an ordinal or not, whatever. Well, join us on this adventure. We'll, we'll organize things for you and um, we'll, we'll be able to help you get potentially one of your Pomelo astronauts uh, minted as a Bitcoin ordinal. So... Details are not finalized yet. This is just kind of a fun, nerdy blockchain adventure thing that we're going to do uh, together. And we're going to invite the community for those who want to do that with us. It's not going to be extra utility or anything like that. It's really just if um, you're interested in Bitcoin ordinals, you're interested in Pomelo astronauts, maybe you want to combine those two things together, see what happens. So we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. But I would love to hear some thoughts from our Pomelo NFT collectors. I know there's a few of them in the chat right now. Uh, what do you think about this idea? Is this a good idea? Are we just wasting our time? Do you not care at all about Bitcoin ordinals? And we should just keep focusing on EOS NFTs. Uh, yeah, I would love to hear um, what you guys think. Actually, another, another question is who owns an ordinal? So maybe we can do in the in the chat a plus one or a, some. Uh, what we can do? Uh... Yeah, yeah. So uh, so drop a number one if you own a Bitcoin ordinal. Drop a number zero if you don't. And let's say drop a number nine if you wish you owned a Bitcoin ordinal. And then you can change your answer. Otherwise, there we go. Zero. We got some zeros coming in. We got some nines coming in now. Here we go. Zero nine nine nine. Yeah, no one, no one owns Bitcoin ordinals yet. Denny, uh, Denny minted a couple of test ones recently this week, so he's got one. There you go, he's got one, but he also wants more. I like it. Um, actually, Denny, Denny is an ordinal guy. <laughs> Thanks, my friend. <laughs> Denny actually gave me the greatest present that anyone is ever going to be able to give me for $3. So Denny paid $3 and minted a text ordinal for me that says, hello, Steph. I think ordinal number 343,000 something, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's still holding it for me because I'm, I'm, so I'm a Bitcoin so ordinal noob and I don't even have a wallet. Yeah, I don't even know how I can accept it yet. <laughs> But we're going to figure that out and, uh, you know, we'll explain it to the community. So if you guys also want to join us on this fun little Bitcoin ordinal adventure and you hold a Pomelo astronaut and you're willing to potentially sacrifice them and send them to a elite only mission to the Bitcoin ordinal land, 
then maybe you can you can join us on this fun little blockchain adventure. Anything else you want to add there, uh, Denis? Yeah, I just want to add that. Uh, so these Bitcoin ordinals, as, as people do their research, and we're gonna we're gonna help and explain the, uh, the sort of concepts of Bitcoin ordinals as well. But you're actually inscribing the actual file in Bitcoin in a block. So the the JPEG or you know the JPEG, the PNG, the file is actually the the bytes to form the JPEG and the PNG is actually inscribed in the Bitcoin block. So it is a a true NFT. It is a a lot of Bitcoin that we're going to be spending to mint these NFTs. So each NFT is going to actually going to cost a significant amount of Bitcoin per mint. Uh, so, um, but we well, are. I mean, inscribing a couple dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, maybe eight. Yeah, eight per mint. I mean, it's way more than an, an atomic assets. Uh, I agree that eight dollars is a significant amount because it's so important. But just wanted to. Yeah. Clarify that, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool because it's actually inscribing the actual bytes to form the the JPEG or PNG. Um, so yeah, it's technically a true true JPEG on the on the blockchain. Uh, so I have a question. So because it's encoded in the block, are they like not transferable? No, no, you can transfer it. But what you're doing is you're transferring the UTXO. So uh, it's essentially it's a taproot script that puts in the operations and the, the sort of uh, the order. Um, and whenever you transfer um, an ordinal, you actually have to transfer the UTXO that was created to uh, mint that, that section. So you have to use special wallets to do a transfer because if you, if you send a transfer and you empty out your Bitcoin account, not, not ordering the, the, the UTXOs, you can actually lose your, your, your NFT because then you're, you're just sending Bitcoin, and then the miner essentially gets to keep uh, keep that. So the the UTXOs have to be ordered to preserve the sequence of the uh, of the NFT. But as you as you dive deeper into the ordinal definitions, you'll uh, dive deep into the rabbit hole of how these things work. But there's a lot of good wallets now that uh, help you. Um, so we'll we'll be able to in our explainer article, tell you which wallets to use uh, or which ones that we would recommend. Yeah. That makes it much easier, kind of like a MetaMask or a Scatter type or Anchor. We'll lay it all, we'll lay it all out there for everyone if, yeah. we, if we decide to do this and if people, uh, if people are interested in doing this with us. Um, but let's, uh, let's pause the Bitcoin Ornals talk for now. Maybe we can come back to it at the end of the show if people have more questions or want to talk more about it. Because uh, we still got a lot of EOS topics uh, to cover today. Um, okay, before maybe he has to go, let's see, is Bishop still with us? Yes, Bishop still with us. Uh, I think it's potentially almost 11 p.m. where Bishop is. I don't know, that's just speculation. But uh, Bishop, if you, if you want to join us, if you want to talk about the recent EOS Respect election, we'd love to hear uh, some updates and results. Yes, hello. Hi, Stefan. Thanks for having hey. me. Thanks for joining. My, my pleasure. So I'm Charles Bishop, the head of comms for your support, and I'm happy to report on the EOS Respect DAO. Uh, we've had our seventh election, and so for seven months now, EOS Respect delegates have selected the best community projects, uh, either on Pomelo or in the wider EOS DAO, as always uh, with the political playoffs process. 
with it, funding has been distributed from the treasury to the delegates. And the Osuspec community as always holds them accountable to fulfill their pledges, including the ones that extend beyond their own projects. So between all our new six delegates, only one of them from USBs was elected to receive funding just for themselves. All the others promised at this election to distribute funding to multiple your support affiliated projects on Pomelo. As always, they have to report on the progress of those they donate to. And so far, after each election, it has been for us an improved accountability at each election and more trust between the participating projects and our community. Um, our hope is that with this newly created transparency between our public goods, it will be beneficial to the EOSNAPOT DAO in the long term. And so specifically for this seventh election, uh, regarding the donations of the delegates, uh, as per the Pomelo rules, they cannot donate to their own projects there. Uh, in this respect, they instead chose, well, to leverage Pomelo and its correlative funding to empower and donate to other projects across the EOS community. In the end, the funds were allocated to EOS Synergy, the recaps by Lenny, to the Moon Marketing, EOS Turkey, uh, ADEX, New Chat, and the DeFiBox IBC grant. So big shout out to all of them. Mm. Several delegates also, including Veronica Diaz, which is our newly elected head chief, chose to give funding to one grant in particular, and that is EOS Audit. Um, that's because at this election, the EOS Respect community very much saw that it needed to empower those in charge of auditing the projects. The available information on them is needed for us to efficiently vote and reach consensus, of course. So at the end, the progress for EOS Respect after the seven months uh, we now have 27 projects affiliated with your support that our community can donate to and elect. So overall, the elections were a success. We're very happy with the results. We reached consensus on all the delegates and the donations. And if you want to support, well, all the community picks public goods that I have just mentioned, you can find them now on Pomelo. Many of them will be present also at the next Pomelo pitch session, as you said, with Martin on Thursday, if you want more information. And if, well, you yourself or you're in contact with uh, an affiliate a project that will become affiliated with your support and your respect, well, please tell them to send an application to uh, contact at yoursupport.io or reach out to us anywhere <laughs> on our website, yoursupport.io as well. And that was all for this seventh election. So very much happy with the results. The community has been growing a lot and we're hoping to do so much more for the US community show of transparency and accountability for our public goods. Excellent. Did you name the winners? I'm not sure if I missed it at the start of your, uh, yes. Of your speech. Yes. So uh, we've had 27 projects affiliated with Use Respect so far. They're all in a single collection you can find on Pomelo. If you want to see who is exactly affiliated with us, that shows transparency because we report on the projects. If a project that is in Use Respect that is affiliated with us doesn't comply anymore, with the reporting rules, etc., we can then unban them. And you can find them all on Pomelo. And these were exactly, as I mentioned, let's see the list. We have EOS Turkey, To The Moon, the recaps by Lenny, of course. We have EOS Synergy, ADEX, New Chat, and the DeFi Box IBC grant, including also EOS Audit. These were all the grants chosen by the delegates and that will be receiving funding for their work and also well, to report on them as well. Awesome. That's great. Thanks for the update, Bishop. And uh, for those of you who may not be aware, if you go, what's the election? Um, what's the port portaling? Let me see here. I know it's, I've got it somewhere. 
Yeah, and to answer the question by Tony in the chat, is it a similar process to Eden? That's exactly the case. Uh, we at EOS support, we've uh, forked the EOS Eden OS code to create EOS Respect. So it's basically the same, and we've improved upon it. And the goal for EOS support is also to help others, organi other organizations, such as EOS Audit, to create their own DAO with uh, the political playoffs process. It's an amazing process that we believe can do so much more for the community. For example, with EOS Audit as a decentralized community only for auditors, for them to receive funding, distribute funding among themselves. It's a very simple process, it works well, and it has done wonders so far for EOS Respect. So to bring accountability to projects, report on them, and also distribute funding. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to highlight is that this is a great example, you know, of someone forking the e open source Eden platform and code base and adapting it for a specific, uh, more targeted, you know, purpose. And uh, yeah, if, if people are familiar with the Eden platform, you go to eosrespect.io front slash election, you'll, uh, you'll feel right at home as, of course, the design is very similar. Um, all right, great. Bishop, thank you for, for joining us and, and thank you for giving us uh, that update. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, excellent. Um, next up, we're talking EOS Community Poker Tournaments. The third edition is coming up at the end of the month, March 26th. Mark your calendars, 8 p.m. Eastern, 100 UTC. Uh, the time is late in the day. Uh, sorry uh, for our Euro friends. It may be a bit late for you, but like Martin said, if you're coming back from the bar, it's like 1, 2 a.m., perfect time to play a bit of poker with your EOS friends. For our friends in Asia, this is going to be 8 a.m. in the morning for them, so we hope that they can join us this time around as the first two editions of the EOS Community Poker Tournament were earlier in the day um, on Sunday, more designed for Western time zone. So this one is uh, hopefully more adapted for our Asian friends uh, to join us. There's gonna be a sign up uh, Google form like there, you, there usually is. And then you do also have to be a member of the Discord EOS community Discord server in order to join. And then you'll have to send me a message. The same, the same routine that we've been doing now uh, for the other ones, all that's gonna be explained. So keep your um, eyes out for some more promotion on that on Twitter and social media, etc. And uh, book the date already. Tell your family and friends Sunday evening, March 26th, you're not available because you'll be playing poker with all of your EOS friends. All right, and talking about poker, um, EOS Esteban, uh, of course, working on the EOS EVM Trust Swap, has been building a little poker game himself as well. So I'm just gonna give a shout out to that. Um, so when EOS EVM goes live in early April, this is likely going to be one of the first applications deployed on there, and we can all kind of try out the EOS EVM with uh, a game of poker that um, I've been helping design and Esteban as well and a couple of others in the chat have been kind of helping design as well. We're going to call it Fast Five Poker. There's five cards that are all up cards and it's kind of like a variation on five card stud. Uh, we can play for free right now. I, I shared the, um, <laughs> the, the link here in the chat. Esteban 
shows a, a very relevant graphic to Fast Five Poker where all your cards are exposed to your opponent at all times. Uh, but it's, uh, it's fun and it really showcases how fast the EOS EVM uh, can be. So join up there. And also, if you do uh, join the Telegram channel, there's a airdrop right now that you can qualify for if you front slash airdrop me when you join the channel. I think it's the first 300 people that join the Telegram channel are going to share 1% of the supply of Trust Swap tokens. So definitely worth the time to just click on over the Telegram channel and, uh, you know, register for that airdrop. Esteban can correct me if I got any of those details wrong. I think that was pretty precise. All right, next up, another quick hitter here. Quick short story, Node Operator Roundtable from EOS Support. They're publishing these articles bi-weekly. And so the latest one just came out earlier today or, or yesterday and recaps the uh, latest, the two latest uh, Node Operator Roundtables. So the Node Operator Roundtables are weekly meetings. They're recorded, they're published on YouTube. They last about an hour. Maybe you don't want to watch an hour. Maybe you just want to read the recap which EOS support provides. So you can check that out um, linked, uh, linked in the, uh, the voice chat here. We're at 75 joining at the moment. 75 people in the EOS Fireside chat. What's up? Love to see the participation. Yeah! Yeah, baby, yeah! baby! <laughs> What's up, Patrick? Stefan? All right. Yes, Patrick. Hello, Stefan. Hello, Stefan. How are you Stefan. doing today? I have something to announce. I, oh, I am going very well, my friend. I put here into the chat, don't miss this beauty coming. I just put again, again, and again. That's the next workshop coming on March 23rd. And uh, you see the poster. We have, um, I go into any one order. We have a CTF update number two with Vlad. An EOSBIS update number five with Jesse Jaffe. An NFT's Pomelo astronaut and more with Martin Breuer. A Kamazote Active DAO with uh, Gabriel Show for the first time interviewed. An hidden fractal update number five plus Albedo update with Tadas Beitikunas, Dancing Joy, and Vlad. And we have for the first time a EOS Digital Extended Networks first episode with CAC. All that published on March 23rd at 15:30 UTC. You have just to subscribe to the Nova Crypto YouTube channel to not miss the video when they comes. Up. And it's all about Web3 interoperability collaboration on Antelope networks. You see the little uh, guy jumping from one network node Antelope to another one uh, network uh, Antelope node. That's all about Web3 collaboration and information on Antelope network. That's the, the theme of this next workshop. It's EOS Digital extended networks and there will be announced what is exactly eos dean eos digital extended network so going on very more oriented web tree than never this antilopsis workshop that's a lot of uh, good guests there good value 40 minutes maximum every video all time stamped best education possible a better english than never 
and I will co-host that with Dancing Joy for the Eden Factor update and with CIC for the EOS Digital Extended Network. And all my guests, I greet guys, English speaker, well-minded. So let's go, jump there, and uh, subscribe to the channel. You will have a good uh, video coming. Thank you. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby, yeah. All right. Excellent, Patrick. Thanks Thank you for that update. Okay, so we're at the end of my list of topics. So we're going to open up uh, the floor to questions, comments from the crowd. Anyone, anything at all you want to jump on here, uh, share updates from your projects, ask someone a question. We can talk Bitcoin ordinals. Um, I just checked our community submissions for for those of you who are maybe not joining us live and you're listening on the replay. There's a Google form where you can submit your questions, submit your topics you want to discuss, etc. And so we can uh, always happy to uh, ask them live. There were no questions this week, uh, but we're going to be checking that every week. And uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's hear from the crowd. I got a little bit of effect down news. Um, Let's hear it. A little bit ago, we passed a proposal to make a you know an endorsements page for like EOS projects. Um, so it's right there. The first of which is the EOS Network Foundation. And I know, um, I know, this is going to be changed, but uh, I know it's written EOSIO, but we'll change it to Antelope. Just getting that ahead of myself there, <laughs> since they use they they use the you know the old. Uh, Code, but I, I know. Th- th- the, thank the you term. for the trigger. Thank you for the trigger warning, and uh, <laughs> thanks for, for changing it soon. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, this is a proposal we pass, and like if anyone wants our endorsement, uh, just contact us. Especially if you're active, like in these fireside chats and ha- community members, uh, definitely want the the fact DAO to be kind of a another member, you know, of the broad EOS uh, community. And uh, aside from that, the only other thing I could say is uh, I talked with uh, the team, and they're very interested in EOS EBM. Hopefully, uh, the Effect Network stuff will be uh, compatible right, right after it's uh, released in the mainnet beta. Awesome. That's great to hear. And uh, thanks for joining in and sharing uh, your weekly segment on the Effect AI updates. Love it. I've got a question for Sebastian of WordProof. Uh, but before I, I ask my question, I just want to uh, let everyone know that his new podcast, Trusted Web, has just been added to dnews.zone. So that's just another another stream to dnews that you can go and enjoy everything uh, in the community in one place. Uh, my question for, for Sebastian is... Unfortunately, he's not here anymore. He had oh, to go. Oh, I, ju- I just yes. checked the chat. But... I encourage you to ask the question anyways. We'll reach out to him, and at worst, we'll get the answer answered next week on the far side. Okay, great, great. Uh, one of the, the highest and best uses for his technology, to me, seems to be some kind of escrow service where land title, property title, real estate title can be traded directly for cryptocurrency in the same exchange, in, you know, like 
you know, you, 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 you want to buy a piece of real estate you, and you've got crypto and you want to be able to do it. So I was wondering if there were any jurisdictions uh, around the globe that were, that he was aware of that were actually doing that. Uh, that's kind of, uh, that seems to be one of the, one of the best uses for his technology. And I think a lot of people would be very interested in how, to, how they can go about doing that. So thank you for uh, allowing me to ask that question, Stefan. Perfect. Um, if, if I can ask you to send me a link to the timestamp of this once the video is timestamped, uh, and then uh, I'll make sure that we address this question next week on the Fireside. Okay, very good. Thank awesome, you. and thanks, uh, thanks for sharing your question with us, Perry. You're welcome. And I'll, I'll drop a link to DNews right, uh, right now. Thank you. Perfect. Going to do another reminder for the speed dating pitch session next week on the Fireside. Make sure if you're a grant owner, you join us next Wednesday right from the start. We're gonna we're gonna hit it off. Uh, start off the show with those. I'm gonna do another quick reminder for that. Anyone else want to talk uh, Bitcoin ordinals or is it just me? I've got a question about how they affect uh, Bitcoin in general. Okay, how, how, how does great. that, if that became a thing, it became very popular. How, it did. Uh, does anybody? It did. And so the impact that people uh, cry about is that this these uh, Pomelo astronauts that we may inscribe into the Bitcoin blockchain, they're going to take up some room, 50 kilobytes, 10 kilobytes. I don't know exactly how big it's going to be, um, you know, but now instead of just having the data of transactions on the Bitcoin blockchain with uh, Taproot, which is the recent upgrade and some other tech stuff I'm not too familiar with. Now you can add additional data to your transaction. And so people are inscribing the instructions for a text file or the instructions for a, a graphic file, et cetera, within, you know, within their transaction on the Bitcoin block. So the space for Bitcoin, uh, you know, uh, the cost for including your transaction in a Bitcoin block these days is higher than let's say three months ago because there's more people using up more space on the Bitcoin blockchain. So it is, so people are saying, hey, this is creating bloat on the Bitcoin blockchain. The blockchain is becoming bigger and bigger, faster and faster. And that would perhaps lead to more centralization because now it's not, it's not possible to run a full Bitcoin node yourself unless you've got you know, a huge hard drive. Right now, I think it's like 400 gigs, 500 gigs for the full Bitcoin blockchain. And this number is going to grow faster now that people can inscribe text files, image files, etc. cetera, uh, directly on the Bitcoin blockchain. So a, a one block is maximum size four megabytes. There have been some, um, some ordinals that have been minted that are kind of maximum size. They take up the full block. Um, and I think... I think that would cost a couple hundred dollars if you were to use up the entire block space on a, on a Bitcoin block. I don't know if that answers your question, Perry. 
it does, but it kind of begs the question: is is that uh, is that where we want to go? I'm not sure. Um, you know, one of the bigger trends that this is highlighting to me is that there's more and more momentum for building on Bitcoin, right? So now this Ordinal app was developed by, I don't know who exactly, it's an open source protocol. The Ordinal protocol is not taking any, any cut or is not making any profits on this. It's really just kind of a tool to allow you to inscribe images or whatever else you want on the Bitcoin blockchain. And then, you know, using those rules, you can kind of visualize what that is. And now there's a bunch of marketplace popping up. I think it's good that people are building more stuff on Bitcoin. I think this is going to make devs, other devs realize like, hey, we can build on Bitcoin. Maybe we should be building this, blah, blah. For example, Bounty Block, my favorite social media contest tool, which I'm sure you all are familiar with, recently did a sick upgrade, actually. Let me find that tweet um, because they added a lot of functionality uh, to their app, including rewarding people for holding a Bitcoin ordinal. So this is just another example of some devs that are now like, oh, maybe we should, you know, build on Bitcoin a bit. And in my opinion, the more people build on Bitcoin, the more other people are going to build on Bitcoin. And I think it's good that there's higher demand for block space. I think it's good that there's new fun things to do on Bitcoin. And so, and, and, and I think whatever's good for Bitcoin is you know, by association, good for the rest of the blockchain space. So I'm super, super happy and excited about these Bitcoin ordinals. Um, maybe it's just a fad. Maybe it'll all blow over in a couple months and no one will care anymore. It's possible. Uh, who knows exactly how this is going to play out. But my feeling is that it's, this is not a fad and this is actually, you know, a space that's going to continue to grow. Um, so about Bounty Block, I just shared the tweet here in the chat. Here are some of the new features and enhancements that Bounty Block released this week. Hold BDC Ordinal's task. Uh, other tasks include like a tweet, quote with retweet, quote retweet with a keyboard, upload photo videos with keyboard, MailChimp integration, Reddit task uh, to sub to a subreddit, upload GIF as contest graphic. Uh, for, for the bounty block contest. Um, and then some, some behind the scenes, delete contests directly, fix blank screen issues, displaying short URL and contests, fix some glitches, etc. Um, but overall big update, we're already using some of the new features in our promos, for example, for the hot sauce. And who knows, maybe holding pomelo ordinals will become, you know, a bonus task that people can do in future bounty block contests. I have no idea. We haven't, we haven't thought or planned that far, but just, uh, you know, there's just more options now, which is always, always great to see. So big shout out to Dimitri and the whole team at bounty block. Um, very responsive. If you guys want to use the bounty block social media contest app, it is whitelist only. Create your account, send the application, ping me and be like, hey, Steph, I sent out an application and I can ping the team, especially if I know you in the community, I'll definitely vouch for you. This tool is very powerful. We don't want just anyone spamming all of the accounts on EOS with all sorts of NFTs. So the, 
the access is sort of limited. Uh, but you know, it, if you've been around, I'm, I'm more than happy to vouch for you and, and put you in touch with the uh, Bounty Block team, get you guys going uh, and using, you know, another EOS native app. So this app was built for EOS first or Bounty Block started, you know, on EOS, built this app, uh, I think for Wax first, they deployed it on EOS and now they've deployed it on other networks as well. So uh, shout out to Dimitri, another OG in the EOS community that is uh, now years later building apps that, you know, uh, the wider crypto space is using. So that's great. I see Patrick is uh, on the orbital orbital hype train. He wants me to give him an ordinal. I I wish I could, Patrick, but I don't even know how to hold one yet. That's first first step for me, and then maybe I'll be able to transfer some to friends. So can I jump in? Yes, for sure. Okay. Um, hey, everyone. This is uh, Jorge here, Jorge Ramos. I'm a member of the Eden community and uh, of the Eden Fractal community, proudly a member of these two communities. Um, I'm also leading the Spanish-speaking Fractal, which aims to bring uh, the benefits of fractal democracy via EOS to the Spanish-speaking world. And uh, right now we are a community of about uh, 20 people. We are having weekly meetings and we don't have developers. So I myself have been trying to uh, fork the code from the Eden Fractal, which I did, but I haven't been able to modify it. And even if I manage to modify the way we, as a community, I mean, the Spanish speaking Fractal wants to customize it to ourselves, then I'll have some challenges regarding uh, governance and uh, uh, whitelisting uh, some tokens, etc. So uh, then, I then I found Haifa, which I think is very close uh, to what we as a community need. And uh, then I found, and this is my question to whoever is able to answer it, from the ENF, maybe Mr. LaRose. Uh, I found that uh, uh, the ENF gave a grant of about close to a million dollars to Haifa uh, to develop some tools. And uh, I find that pretty great. I find their, their work to be great. But still, uh, I have to pay about $500 a month in order to access those tools. And it feels like if uh, we as a community uh, are paying double for for this work, I mean, if we already paid for uh, these tools to be developed, why would we have to pay uh, for being able to access them? Uh, so I, uh, I'd like to, uh, to propose uh, some kind of benefit for us as a community. Um, maybe staking some EOS or maybe uh, having some uh, free, like some number of free uh, DAOs to be able to create it in Haifa uh, for people like us uh, who are uh, members 
longtime members of the community who are probably on developing countries or who have an already established community. Um, anyway, the thing is that uh, uh, having to pay almost $500 a month uh, for a community, and that's uh, that, that's a number that scales. If the community is over 50 members, then you have to pay more than that for tools that should be on the public domain, uh, feels like some uh, negotiations that can be improved. Thank you. All right, thank you, Ori, for uh, that comment. Um, Eve is not, uh, I know you're adjusted to Eve right now. I don't see him in the chat uh, at the moment, but I will ping him and just let him know that you uh, you left this comment. I don't know if he's going to address it or not, uh, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll I'll at least ping him about it. I just want to say to to uh, Jorge, if he can put his uh, Pomelo grant uh, link into the chat here, and that the people are donating to his grant, uh, but because he's doing a fantastic job, I encourage everyone into the Pomelo ecosystem and EOS ecosystem to to donate to the most of the grants that you can, because that's by giving EOS between us that we will help us. That's very important. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, hey everybody, this is Dan Sangjoy, and I kind of want to second that um, and say, well, first off, hope everybody's doing a great day. Go EOS, great to see all the awesome progress. And then, um, yeah, as Patrick said, uh, there's uh, the, the, great Pamela Grants and great to support each other. And I also want to just give a big shout out to Jorge, too. It's great to hear from Jorge on the Fireside Chat. Uh, he's been doing amazing work with the Spanish-speaking Fractal and also at the Eden Fractal, sharing a bunch of super inspiring speeches, too. So. Uh, super cool to hear from you, Jorge. And then well, one thing regarding your question that you asked about access for hyper tools for all communities. So as far as I'm aware, the Eden community has free access to the hyper tools and all the hyper tools. Although I don't know if that's specifically like the entire Eden community or if that's just the Eden on EOS Genesis Eden or that includes Eden Fractal and Spanish Fractal and so forth. So that's something I'd be curious to hear more about as well. Um, and, and so it's a good question. I'm looking forward to hearing a clarification from, from Eve or whoever else, or perhaps from the Hyper team uh, themselves. But yeah, looking forward to hearing that. But mostly just want to say uh, thanks for all the great work, uh, Jorge, doing amazing. And then thank you, everybody. Adios. Adios. Is that it? Are we wrapping up the show right now? You guys are throwing me off here. Sorry, I was just excited. That, that was not intended to be a wrap of Go Yes. I just uh, okay. That's just the bonus Go Yes. All right, all right. Just like bonus. It. We're, we're saving up the real ones for later. Uh, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I think you you managed to fake out DJ Striker Nova. He put his Go Yes in there. I hope he's got more in the tank. Real <laughs> sign off. It's a, it's a contagious feeling in a good way. Well, it has been over two hours. It's 
been a while actually since we busted the two-hour mark. Usually lately we've been right around there, ten minutes over. Give it a few more minutes if people want to jump in here with question, question, thought, comment, etc. And then we'll wrap it up and we'll do the official sign off, Golio sign off. We had a question related to IBC, if anyone out there is uh, technically aware. How does IBC reconcile uh, account names that may be on the same, uh, on different chains? There's the same 12 characters. Phil Mesner coming in with the deeply technical question at the end of the fireside. Ambitious. Ambitious. Let's see, uh, let's see if that works out for him. Shout out Phil Meunier. Um, oh, well. Um, a related question. Uh, the question had to do with uh, identical account names on multiple uh, chains, there's a way of resolving that. And also, if, if I register a short name on EOS, um, would that name propagate to other chains, or would I have to register short name, the same short name on other chains? Maybe Denny can keep me honest here. Daniel here. I don't think that's the intent of IBC. It's it's when you create an account, you're not automatically having accounts created on all the supported chains. It's more of a mechanism to be able to transfer between chains or take do an action on one chain knowing what the state is on another chain. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to have the same account on each of these chains. Um, you know, for example, if I want to transfer a token from one chain to another, I would have to have an account on each of those chains and they don't have to be the same account name. Uh, maybe Denny can keep me honest or add, yeah. add some more detail to that. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and the, the reason that you're doing the other chain, let's say like you're sending tokens from EOS and you're sending tokens to WAX, the, the on-chain on the WAX is not necessarily to, to prove that you have the recipient, it's to prove the IBC transfer event happened on EOS. So you, you can technically, uh, as long as you can prove, like I, the IBC technologies, as long as you can prove that an event happened on chain A, then on chain B, you can prove that action on chain A happened. So you could technically prove on WAX that you're sending an account, but you don't have to be the recipient of that. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's like Daniel was saying, you don't have to have an account um, on all the chains. So if you're trying to send, uh, you know, if you have a specific name, you will have to make sure you have the other name on the other side, or you pick a different name, right? You can choose a different 12 character or a premium name. It doesn't have to match one to one exactly. Okay. Thanks. Uh, one last thing. The dog in my picture was uh, Chloe, and she passed away. So that's a memorial. Uh, it's, anyway, that's all.
Thanks. You caught me off guard here. I've got no good sound effect for you, but uh, sorry to hear about your cat. Ho hopefully, you can win the third EOS Community Poker Tournament and dedicate the win to your cat. My dog, not cat. The, uh, the sorry. Evil no. cats are still. I have two evil cats <laughs> that are still alive. Ay, ay, ay. I messed that one up bad. All right, so I think we're gonna wrap it up there. 60 people still live with us on Discord. That's gotta be up there in terms of records for more than two hours. All right, Hernan, have a good evening. See you next week. Same thing for everyone else who joined. Thanks for joining. Have a good evening, have a good day. See you next week. And until then, three, two, one oh go Continue to come on Eos Fireside Chat, the best place every Wednesday. And shout out to Stefan, the man. And to the ordinal guy, Denis Carrière! Thanks, Patrick. Thanks. Yeah. Welcome, Denis. Welcome. <laughs> send me some ordinals when you have time. We will. We'll send you some, for sure. Yeah, I have to study. I have no idea what it is. Let's go! I love you! <laughs>